What up, my fellow NBA lovers? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease. In this upcoming season, we're going to see the return of John Wall, but I thought I'd go over this very interesting interview between him and Gilbert Arenas as they face very similar situations with all the knee surgeries and certain injuries that they had and trying to make a comeback, especially under the age of 30. As Gilbert Arenas, from the ages of 23 to 25, was averaging 27 points a game when he played for the Wizards, and he was a top guard in the league, going against other guards such as Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, D. Wade, Ray Allen. I mean, he was up in that level, especially at a very young age. He even had a 60-point game against Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, but he battled a number of injuries, and he didn't really take his recovery as serious as it should have been. And we've seen him have a lateral meniscus tear in the 07 season at the end of it. And he's supposed to come back two to three months later in the following season, which is the 07 08 season, which before that season even started, he went through the same injury again, had to get another surgery on the same knee. And then also, you look at the start of the 09 08 season, and he had to get a third surgery on the same exact knee which it caused him a lot of issues and he began to regress as a player. Also, especially when you add on that gun incident that he had and then John Wall in that same season, which he had the gun incident got drafted, the Wizards started going in a different direction. And they touched base on, especially Gilbert Arenas actually admitting how older stars can't get in the way of younger guys, especially when they get drafted very high. There's a lot of politics within the league with that. So there's no reason to fight the future. Now, John Wall, this upcoming season, is kind of facing the same uphill battle, ironically, even though they both play for the Wizards. John Wall in 2017-18 season had a knee surgery, and then 2018-2019, he had a left heel surgery, which ended his season again, so that's almost back-to-back -back seasons. And then, when he was in his own home, he tore his Achilles. So he hasn't played in over two years. And now John Wall has hit the age of 30. And just like Gilbert Arenas, when he was 30, his injuries piled up and he had to retire. So John Wall is now making a comeback at the age of 30. So like, once again, they're facing very similar situations. It was a nice sit down. They touched base on a lot of things. And you guys check it out. And every once in a while, I'll check in. You know, same same thing what he said is like when you get injured, you know, you, you're still in that, that, that mode of trying to keep your place and trying to get better. So you play through injuries. And that was my downfall with my injury that I didn't take it serious. Yeah. Like, as long as I can, you know, you know, they, they hit you with that. If your 50% is better I'm than, cool. you know, <laughs> I'm cool then. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that kind of hurts a lot of plays throughout the league. You can even look back at Larry Bird. He went through the same thing. He didn't take his injuries serious. And we've seen at the end of the, his career how it kind of cut his career short. And also, you can look back at the most recent player that didn't really take his injury serious was Chandler Parsons. The way he kept coming back and kept getting hurt, something was off with that. He did not take his rehab very serious. I mean, you could tell through social media, this guy's always out partying. I mean, this is a very major underrated thing. And Gilbert Arenas goes over a lot of the mindset of guys who just at a young age get injured, not only for the first time, but it's also a mental hurdle because they're going up against themselves. Not realizing that, you know, you have to get yourself in that 100% to do what you do best. I say, I love to hoop so much. Like, my rookie when Gil was there, I remember we playing the Bulls, and I just contested a shot, and I had a Liz Frank injury in my foot. I just snapped it. I'm like, damn, I'm only like 20 games in. I'm trying to keep playing. So he, he was traded by the time I think then, but um, I came back, there's no way in hell I should have played. Like, I'm literally limping on one foot, 
my foot like this big. I had zero points in the first half. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hell no, I can't do this. But in that mindset, you just want to play, you want to compete because you're so young. Like, you don't want to take that time off. That's the mindset I had. And kind of like what I learned from my first injury was I didn't take my rehab right the first few months. And kind of like what Gil basically said, if you tell me I'm 50, 60, 70 percent, I'm going to play. I feel like I'm better than a lot of people at 70 percent. They are at 100 percent. Now, a very similar situation happened to Gilbert Renus. When he first got injured, he was only predicted to come back two to three months. And then when training camp the following season, he had to get surgery once again on that same knee. You know, it was very unfortunate. But Gilbert Renus, once again at the time, he was very young. I believe he was only 24. And he was, once again, one of the top guards in the league going up against Kobe, Steve Nash, D. Wade. And, you, of course, he wanted to eat, man. He wanted to get his food. But I'm very unfortunate for guys. It could be a major setback. My mindset was like, you know what? I got a longevity career. I want to play longer, and I want to be able to play with my kids when I retire. So that's how I looked at it. Yeah, that, that is the torture. That 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 is what you know athletes are battling right now. You're you know, sometimes it's the first time we ever got injured in our career, so we think we're invincible. You know, so we don't really understand that we do have to listen to our bodies sometimes to really understand, you know. Um, what we are, we're not invincible. So, you know, getting back to 100%, making sure you're healthy, making sure you're doing the right things is part of the process of just being an athlete itself. You know what, like, I don't think, like, you, you listen to him, but at the same time, you're like, shit, I know my body more than anybody. I don't want to got to walk in this and play in it. And I showed give my bone spur, I, they said I had tendinitis for six years. And over time, it's a bone spur growing and growing. Like, I couldn't even sit, like, my leg had to be straight if I'm in the backseat of a car. But I've been it this much, I feel like somebody stabbed me with a knife. So I had to go get a second opinion. Then they tell me, no one in hell you should have been playing this for six years. I don't even know how you was an all-star. So for me... I mean, for John Wall, I can understand why he kept playing because not only he was trying to prove himself within the league, he was trying to work his way up to that large contract. See, Gilbert Arenas was doing the same thing. And then once Gilbert Arenas got paid, that's when the injuries happened. Same thing for John Wall. It's, it's very unfortunate for the Wizards, back-to-back -back point guards that they had. Once they paid them the large contracts, the injuries started piling up. Be averaging 29 on one leg. I'm like, shit, imagine if I got two legs again. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, like, they make their decision. That's why you always got to get second opinion. A lot of times when we first come in, some people don't care about second opinion. They be like, first opinion, or I don't want to know opinion. I'm just do my own thing. Sometimes, man, reality, that second opinion may get in the way of you getting that large contract. And having the time out to prove yourself within the league because guys got to, they would have to take a break and just start from scratch again. And I don't think a lot of young guys got the mentality to do that. You probably got to put it to the side. Hard head, make it soft ass. You got to remember, as an athlete, <laughs> your, your, your ego, you got to remember, it takes a certain type of mindset to get to places. You know, it takes a, a certain type of confidence. It takes a certain type of, you know, ability. So when a doctor says you can't do something, you, you, it, it chocks it down to what I've already heard. Well, they said I couldn't get here. They said I couldn't do that. They said, I'm going to prove you wrong, too. You know what I mean? And we've seen a lot of athletes over the years basically get their athletic death in public. We've seen it with Carmelo Anthony recently. We've seen it with Kobe Bryant at the end of his career, him even going to Germany to get additional surgeries that they weren't doing in the States in order to continue his athletic prime. Also, of course, we've seen almost every athlete hit, hit, that, hit that wall, which is, you know, of course, they said father time is undefeated. But a lot of these guys, sometimes father time comes knocking early because of injuries, guys like Penny Hardaway. And it's hard for some of these guys to accept. 
just gets chalked up as doubters, you know, in, in a sense. So that is usually that, that battle that athletes have is really being injured and really understanding that is, that is your competition now. Like, you know, the competition you see in running up and down is on hold. Your competition now is with your body. And you Can you imagine a young athlete, especially a guy who's been drafted top pick or a guy who's performing very, very nice at a young age, especially a guy like Gilbert Arenas, and all of a sudden they have to start over? They have to kind of just go day by day, shot by shot, you know, step by step. It's very hard for young guys to go through that, especially when they haven't even put a footing into the league yet and also work their way up into that contract. Take it serious and you're gonna have to compete against it. That's like what I went through. Like I almost had to cut my foot off, I had three infections. And you know, most people would Achilles injury, they'd be like, you're done. Like you lose your spots, you lose all that. And my mindset was, I can prove everybody wrong. So I attacked my rehab at a different level. And I took my time. Like, it was moments when I was just dribble, 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 and, you know, gear probably no spot shots where I couldn't get on my toes. What the hell is this workout doing? I'm not getting better. But I had to take those baby steps and believe in myself and had the right team around me to get back to where I wanted to eventually get to. Now, about those baby steps, I'm wondering if Zion Williams is kind of going through the same thing because he's very young, and now he possibly has to take baby steps in order to get back at 100% health, and that may be something that he might not even be taking as serious because, once again, he's very young, 18. And, of course, we all been through the kind of similar experience. When we're young, 15, 16, 17, 18, ain't, ain't nobody thinking about injuries or recovery or taking baby steps. That thing is kind of, you know, out of sight, out of mind. When you're young, you kind of have this invincibility feeling that, you know, you're not going to die or anything, you know, injury-prone is not going to happen to you. Yeah, um, you know, um, you know. I remember someone asked, like, what, "What do we think about John Wall?" I was like, "It's not as, it's not as, it's not his jumping leg, so he's not gonna lose his speed or his jumping ability. So there's, there, it won't be a change. The only change is mentally. You know, he has to remember what he does and then work on what he doesn't do. So when the game starts, it's like, it's like that, you know. And that's that's where that injury was. It wasn't like a typical, you know, dominant jumping leg where." You know, like you're at a halt and you have to rebuild your whole game around it. It's like, no, that's not going to affect him. He just. Now, John Wall coming back off this injury for next season, hopefully he worked on his jumper because he's going to need that a lot more. And it'll be very interesting to see how, if he still has that quick first step that he had, because that was a major part of his game. I mean, he hasn't played in over two years, so I'm pretty sure that first step, it might have taken a step back, but who knows? Once he starts getting out there, just trust it. Trying to understand all the basketball in a different way. Like as a player, we sit on the sideline, we watch the game, and like, damn, I can do that. Why the hell are he doing that? Then you see that from a coach's view, it's a lot different. That's, you know, sometimes when you're injured, you have to look at the game, you know, from a different view. You know, you have to understand, you know, for the first time, you know, I can't go out there. <laughs> let me let me watch the game. Not as a fan, not as a player. But this middle, this middle ground of trying to learn and understand what I was doing, understand while I was successful, how I'm going to be better, you know, when I get back on there. And that's that time where you really have to, you know, dial in and look at what makes this player tick, what is he's not good at, and just take those, 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 those little notes in your, in, 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 inside your brain, you know, so when you do get back out there, it's like you never left.
You know, I'm wondering sometimes if injuries is great for certain players. We've seen guys like Russell Westbrook actually possibly never even taking the time out to be looking at game footage. Just the way he plays, it's just there's no strategic approach to his game. It's just go, 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 go. Sometimes when guys get injuries and they have to start looking at the game field because there's nothing else they can do, they can at least increase their mental approach to the game, being more strategic, kind of starting to understand some of the more inner nuances and artwork of the game. And this helps out a lot of guys. I'm, I was wondering if Russell Westbrook, had he gotten injured during the early portion of his career and had to sit down and start understanding game footage, started looking you know, at things from the past, comparing them to the present, if his game would be a lot different, if he would he wouldn't be more like, you know, all the time, go, 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 go. He would actually slow down and start, you know, controlling the pace of the game and being a lot different. Sometimes these injuries, man, they can they can increase a player's sharpness. No, and then if you're a player, like say if you injure, you're on the sideline and you see somebody do something like that shit ass, I do so <laughs> like I'm I like my mindset, like when like they say something the point guard that back me up. I gotta realize when I'm not playing, they don't do the same thing I do. Mm -hmm. So I have to allow them to play the game they way they play, but just try to help them out. What I see, cause I'm like, damn, why he do that? No, I wouldn't did that. Well, he's not me. Like, that's the toughest part about it. So you had to strip the emotion out. Nah, I had to take. Yeah, they, to, <laughs> like it's like a lot of players that retire can't be a coach because they feel like they still in that player's mode. Like, mm -hmm. so they take the player. Like, damn, you supposed to do what I'm doing. You can't get it done. Then I can't coach you. And we've seen that play out a lot. We've seen Magic Johnson and not work out. That's why you never see guys like Michael Jordan even try to be a coach or Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kobe Bryant probably, probably just try to pass on what he knew of the game onto other players with that Mamba uh, camp, with the Mamba facility. But the major top players, their game has always been at a certain level. So, you know, when you tell someone to do something, they expect guys to actually just do it. But because their talent is so high, it's... They don't really get it. That's why more role players tend to be better coaches because they always had to bring more than just the physicality into the game. They had to understand some of the inner nuances, some of the positioning. Maybe they're not as quick, so in case they can't defend, they don't have fast enough lateral movement, where to be at. Small things like that they brought to the game. And that's with a lot of film work, a lot of understanding that... The top players in the league, they don't have to go over these things because they already were born with the natural gifts. Um, that That's just an ability, you know, of just trying to figure out how to process it and retranslate it. You know, like, I got to be able to see it, understand he can't do it, and then try to process it to tell him how to do it in his, his way, in his ability. Way, yeah. yeah, you know, so, you know, that's, that's just something you try to teach yourself. You know, that's, that's just... Trying to translate different things on the court, and you know, it's 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 all of the work. Like when seasons come in, we're playing different games. You're playing a a, a beginning of the season part. You're playing, you know, that right before All Star game, and getting ready to dial in right before playoffs, and then the playoff game. You know what I mean? So your mindset is changing through all of them. You know, so you have to really understand what's going on at all times. <laughs> give a damn about nothing else. I'm just ready for next season to start. That's all I care about. Because that's how much I love the game. You know what I mean? I want to play all day and consistent play. But I just like being out there, being in front of the fans. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like the bubble was dope for them to finish the season. But it's just like what we just did in there and play pickup. That's all you're doing with virtual fans. Like, anybody can go in there and have a hot day and get 50. It's like playing AAU. You know, you get on that bus, 
Go about five lights right. Get the hotel, come right back the next morning. That's all you're doing, so it's a lot easier. You don't got to worry about, you know, getting on the flight, go through the checkpoint, get to the hotel, room service, get up early for me. It's, it's a lot more easier, so it was fun for them. And then when I'm in Miami playing pickup, like, that's what I want to do. Like, workouts is fun, but pickup is where you get that fun back, and that's where you get the joy back to seeing if you really can get back to who you was and compete against the best and the guys you're going to see all next season. When, he, when, when, when the competition kicks in, he's going to what he, he does best. And that's, you know, and that's when I'll yell out, nope, <laughs> go the other way, do the other thing. Do what, you, what you've been working on this whole summer. Working on your pull-up, working on your jumper, working on, you know, this and that, and trusting it. I know it's game point, and I know what you want to do. <laughs> do the other thing. And that's the problem with the trainers that they have. Now on social media, we see the players training with, with these trainers that just, you know, the players are kind of doing the similar things that they were always good at. And that's the thing about some of the more NBA veterans. They actually push some of these guys in a different direction. Like, hey, you need to add this to your game because they understand what they're looking at. Some of these trainers, man, they kind of just train the guys on the stuff that they're already good at. I mean, we've seen a lot of hoodie mellow highlights in which we see mellow taking a bunch of long mid-range shots which that's pretty much his game but that wasn't the direction that the game was headed in they needed him to be a more spot-up shooter stop taking those mid-range shots stop holding the ball so much all his training videos was just of him doing the same old same old and that's where the nba just needs a lot of the older veterans that used to play to come in to coach some of the newer guys on some of these things because the old vets, they already know what they're looking at. And plus, they're not going to have any hesitation to criticize these guys, unlike a trainer who never made the league or even made a high school team or even made a college team. You got to trust the other thing just as much as you trust this thing. So now you have both sides of what you, both of your ability. So, you know, I was, I'm, I'm in his head. Yo, nope, keep going. Keep, stay, stay that way, stay that way, stay, until they stop you. You know, and that's what it's, it's, it's about. Let's be serious. How many of those trainers you think are doing that with some of these players? Telling them, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, how many of them even have the reputation to even tell a top player, like, no, 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 or like someone like Ben Simmons, hey, stop doing this. You need to take a jump shot here. There's not too many trainers that can do that. But if they, if the league kind of build up a more reputation with some of the older players and kind of bring them back as seasonal trainers, they can actually you know, sort of give some constructive criticism to the youth to work on some of the things that they're not good at to improve their game. Right now, unlocking a whole other side of your game so when you come back, you have a full package. You don't have to rely on your, your, your what you're great at. You know, and that's, that's what, you know, sometimes we go in the summers and like, 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 let's say somebody like Steve Nash or Kobe, what they do is they look at what they did and then they tear their game all the way down to grand, ground zero and then build it back up. You know, so when someone gets injured and you say, all right, play, and then, you know, then that environment is basketball, he's gonna naturally just say, all right, he can't guard me, boom, and he's gonna do what he does best. And this is when you say, well, no, 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 no that way. Do the other thing. Do the step back. I don't need you getting to the basket. Nope. I don't need... Work on your pull-up. 
work on your timing, work on your jumping, work on this. And that's what, you know, now is trying to teach him to use pickup games for, you know, getting better. We've seen Phil Jackson actually play some of these similar roles, especially with Kobe, where there was one season which they came back, it was a brand new season, and then Phil Jackson kept telling the media, Kobe needs to work on his post-up game. And then in that season, we've seen Kobe do nothing but post-up moves. And then we see Phil Jackson try to do this similar tactic with Carmelo Anthony, but we just seen him go through a back and forth with Melo. You see the difference? Some of these guys have the mentality to actually accept some of this criticism and work on their game and try to, like, just like how Gilberina said, they break down their whole game and kind of build it back up and bring in different moves so uh, it can catch other guys off guard. See, this is what the NBA kind of is, is kind of missing now. That's why you see guys like Ben Simmons still can't come in with a jumper, you know, and a lot of guys that can't get over that mountaintop. There's a certain hill that they hit and they can't get over that. Same thing with even with James Harden. There's other things he should be bringing to his game besides just the offensive side so he can get to that Western Conference Finals and even get to the NBA Finals. He just keeps hitting a certain point on that hill and he can't get over it. Because you got to remember, you got pickup, and then you got practice. The next time you're going to do something like this, training camp and practice, which is a whole different game, and then game time. So if you've never actually prepared yourself for this, when this time comes, you're just going to keep doing the same thing you've been doing. You know, so like, so like today, I mean, you hit what? Like 15 pull-up threes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Coming down something that he, he, he never thought about but he's been training and practicing and working on him. So if you're going to train, practice, and shoot a 1,000 shots a day, make it in real time and have confidence shooting it. And it makes it easier, like, you know what I mean? Like, when I'm playing any other places, I don't have nobody telling me, like, what I'm doing wrong. Like, so if it's, like he said, game point or somebody make me mad, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do what I do best, and that's get to the rim or go to my left. Today, I'm trying to get to my right, shoot right hand, pull up, shoot, pull up threes. Like, a lot of times, I don't have to do that because I know what I can get to. Ain't nobody gonna stop me from getting there. So it's like, do the other shit so when the game gets serious, you can, like now, if I get to the end of a game in a regular season game, I can shoot a comp, I'm confident with a pull up three. Mm -hmm. Before it's like, no, I gotta get to my mid range or to the rim. That's all I can trust. Like he said, keep trying and keep working on that. That's where you're gonna get better. And so that's what a lot of my reps is. Cause my workouts in the past, they've been great workouts, but what I'm going to the rim dunking for or shooting layups, I'm great at it already. Do the other shit I'm just average at and get to that to be great. Like you said, if you're used to it and nobody's telling you that, you lock into one thing and be like, shit, I'm gonna do what I do best. And that, you know, and I think that's... And that's basically what we see in all those training videos, especially th during the summer. When we get all these little highlights of these guys making moves, Ben Simmons hitting a couple of jump shots. That's exactly what's happening. Some of these trainers, man, they're just, they're actually fans of the players. It's, it's, it's really weird. It's that, I don't call it, a, it's the generational, you know, the generational gap between um, just players themselves. And I, I always felt that our league was, was missing the, 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 the greats' vision. You know, once the greats retired, no one brought them back in to train. Yeah, they didn't. They, they, didn't, they didn't go in to train the next generation of players to, 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 to be great. Like to, like, you gotta remember the the best teachers are the ones who actually yeah. went and failed. 
Like, yeah, I, I went this way. I, I got hit. Now, this is a great point Gilbert Arenas is bringing up here. You know, we see a lot of the players, especially the great ones, they go off and then they hold their own individual camps or some of the players have to actually go out and sort of seek these guys like some wizards in a cave to go get some knowledge. And the league should have a program in which some of these players off rip, there can be a more accessible way of just accessing these guys. Guys like Rasheed Wallace, guys like Akeem Olajuwon. They shouldn't have to go out their way to find these guys. It should be a, a sort of like a seasonal program, even though if some of these guys don't want to work for the league full time, maybe they could work for the league, maybe a two week program at a time. But there's got to be some a more of a system here in play to school some of these guys, because if if there was a system like this, we wouldn't see things like Devin Booker dropping all those points. I think he had a 60 point game or 70 point game and they lost. And then these guys end up celebrating. You wouldn't see dumb shit like that. Don't go that way. You know, we're going to go this way. You know what I mean? I did this before games. That didn't work for me. Do this for games. You know, and those are the those are the guys that, like, you know, he go in and he got mad, went layup. I'm not impressed. And I, I'm not impressed. I've seen that. I've seen, I, I know you do that. That's not what I'm not. I, I didn't come here to see you yeah. burn laughing. Yeah, you dumped on him. But that's what you, I don't want to see that. I'm not impressed with that. You know, only I can tell him that. To him, he. Oh, I got better. I, I, I killed him today. And you didn't do nothing today. You do what you usually do. Yeah, you do what you usually do. You trained for two hours on this, and you didn't do it once. Show me more. You, you know what I mean? So, like, a player like me coming back, like, yo, no, you you did great today. You had 15 pull-up threes. You went right, finished right. That's great. It tra You transferred what you've been practicing on to the game. You know, doesn't he sound like he's 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 describing Ben Simmons right there? I mean, all those damn highlights we see him as shooting jumpers during the off season, but does any of that really translate towards the game? So when that's th th there you go. You know, but if he went left the whole time scoring, I, I don't. Not the other day I played. It was like he, the other day he told me it was a cool day. I had sixty, but it was a cool day because I ain't do nothing that I'm supposed to be working on to get better. At. So it was like all right. But you don't have a lot of people that tell you that, like you said. Like, that's one thing I can say. When I first came to the league, I'm like, damn, you work out, and you're like, damn, where the training's at, where the coaches at? They wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, early on in my group, we didn't have that. So if I'm not watching him work out, watching this guy work out, I'm like, where do I get better at? You know what I mean? And like, that, that's why I understand why a lot of like the players that get away, these NBA teams don't bring them back. Like, you should bring these guys back. Like, they starting to try to do it a little bit more now, but you should do that. Like, it shouldn't have to take me to go in the summertime to find a Gilbert Arenas or Mike Bibby or Steve Nash to get better. I should be ready. Oh, the NBA will start bringing them back once they see the the actual game. You know, is not progressing and it's it's a worse television product. They'll start bringing the older guys back. Trust me on that. No, I just think that just the the the, the level of there's just these gaps of this person doesn't know this person because it's superstar status you know but you got to remember the general manager who was good he's probably gone and the next general manager probably don't have a relationship with this person so there's there's misinformation you know so like when i watch you know when i'm watching these games you know i have john you have Kyrie, you have um kd you have it out there you know and my job is to poke them all poke, poke them all because if I'm not poking at your game, you're not triggering your game. Like, you know what I mean? So, you know, if 
if Kyrie's not doing what Kyrie do, what are you on the court for? Like, yeah, good deed. Like, you know, Kyrie misses Good deed. Oh, he, you thought that was good deed? Yeah, he stopped you. Now he hasn't, now he's in attack mode. You know, same thing with Kevin Durant. Came down, missed something. Good deed. You got, you locked him up. You got, now it puts him back in killer mode. So now he's in killer mode. Now he got to go in killer mode. Now you have the, uh, the level of competition rises. You know, instead of, you know, we're just going through the motions, getting, it's a Friday. Like, now nah, y'all came out here for a reason. Work on, <laughs> work on getting your game better. You got to remember, because that's the matchup. That's the matchup during the season. So this is, right now, this is the, this is the beta. This is the, this is the quick little glimpse of what, all right, so you're sitting here like, all right, he, he likes to do that. Okay. Now I now I now I got his momentum. Now I know what he wants to do. Now that sounds like some Kobe shit. Kobe used to do that. He even admitted he did that to Reggie Miller in the early portion of his career. And then we seen when Shaq got fouled out in that NBA Finals, how Kobe Bryant already knew what Reggie Miller was gonna do. Gil Arenas is right. It does elevate a lot of guys and bring up the level of competition. Now they're gonna touch base on the NBA being a friendly league. Once again, because of the salary cap being raised, the NBA is pretty much a rich boys league now. They have huge endorsement deals, especially off the court. They're making probably sometimes the same amount of money, if not more, off the court. And guys right now are very comfortable. They're very relaxed. Before, I wouldn't say back in the day, but the NBA used to be only a handful of guys can actually access the money. So everyone had to increase their game in order to get access to that money. And also, you got to look at guys are making so much money. That's why they're able to speak up on social issues because of the amount of money they're making. So if they get blackballed or anything, they're pretty much set. Now, when the NBA was in its early stage, especially in the modern era, guys couldn't speak up like that because if they got blackballed from the league, that was it. And the money that they were making, it just really couldn't cover a certain portion of their career if their career got cut short. So some of these guys would be bankrupt off rip. And a lot of guys be too friendly now. Like, they are, they weren't friendly. They trying to rip each other's head off. Now it's like guys buddy-buddy. That, that's, that's the mindset. Like, you know, it's... Like, if I'm, gonna, if I'm gonna step into a pickup game, I came in to get better. Like, if I want to just get a run, I can do that anyway. But, <laughs> you know, we called each other for a reason. Let's, let's, let's do this. You know what I mean? Let's let's go at each other. We we have to get each other better. You know what I mean? Because you gotta remember in practice, there's no Kyrie in practice. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't no Kevin Durant in practice. So when he go to practice, he's not getting that competition. So when he has it, he has to take it. I got a motherfucker in my ear 24-7 telling me, get out the comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you don't have nobody telling you out that comfort zone. You're always going to go back to what you can always do. Like, he hit it right on the nose. If it's game point or I'm getting mad, I'm getting competitive, I'm going to do what I do best. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get in transition as quick as possible. Get to the rim, get to my pull-up. I'm cool. Game over. No, do this shit as you try to prepare yourself for next year to get better at. That's why I was shooting a lot of threes. You go on these screens, I'm going to shoot it. So when they know next season, you can't do that. If they don't see me do it now, they're going to do it all next season. I'm never preparing myself to be comfortable in that situation. You're going to live with the bad results. Sometimes you're going to make something not, but I know I'm confident enough to take that shot. Now, Gilbert Arenas talks about setting the edge during practice 
so you can elevate your game to another stature. You know, there's only certain places where you get to really, like, challenge. You get to really challenge what you've been working on. You know what I mean? These are, you know, you, you work in phases. So, like, even when I was in D.C., I'll work on some stuff, and then I'm like, the D DC, you know, they got their own, they got their own game. So I do get the real bump, but I was like, well, I'm not gonna be playing against you guys in the I get to go to LA, they at UCLA right now, and these are the names I heard is there. I'm going. Get on that flight. I'm I don't care about my friends. I'm coming there just for them, just so I can see it in real time. And when I get there, I already let them know I did not come here to pass y'all the ball. Whoever my team, sorry, you're not on my team in regular season, so I'm not gonna get, I didn't come here to pass it. I did not come here to play make. <laughs> I came here to dominate. We're going to nine or 11. I'm trying to score all nine or 11. I'm only gonna pass it if you stop me. <laughs> so the defender know, the back line know, everybody in the gym knows. If I get the ball, I'm trying to score. Now. I have the best defense, the best players, and I get to run at it at real time. And that's all I, that was all I went into pickup games trying to do. And that's a hell of a way to set the edge. Talking shit to guys like that, you already know you're gonna get the best out of them. That was very slick by Gilbert Renus. I see what he did there. But you gotta remember, it's the, it's the, it's, it's trying to find a way to really challenge your game. And the reason that mindset came as I, I used to watch Kobe before the game, right? And how we went to shoot around in pregame, getting our shots up, they do the little hand and the, you know. No, 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 no. This man in real time, full contact, and you better hit him how he gets hit in the game, before the game. So if he's doing, you know, one, two at the elbow pump fake, you better jump and you better land on him. And I'm like, yo, he he's getting hit harder in this than, he is in the than game. we are in a game. Yeah, that's Mamba mentality right there. And Train if you yourself, don't man. hit him, that's not realistic. That's not what they're going to do. Rajah Bell is not going to play me like that. that and I'm sitting yeah. here, and I'm and I'm sitting here like, you can't fuck nobody that got a mind, they mind trained like that. Like, like, that's scary. And that's what he's, pra he's practicing in before the game, be two hours before the game, He's playing us, and he's over here talking about Rajah Bell won't play him like that. He ain't that nice. He he plays me dirty. He's gonna pull me here, and then now he's playing. He's showing he's showing Damn him how they do it. How he does it. He, he's gonna go here. He's gonna swipe this way. So let's go. And you're just watching it in real time. So now it's like, okay, I need to I need to figure out how to mimic real game situations during my off time. And that's and I, that's how I used to approach it. You know what I mean? And yeah, that mindset just, is crazy, bro. Like I like with you, you get doubled in the game, right? Mm -hmm. I'll be yelling. Double. Y'all better double me. You see what I'm doing here? Yo, I told Kevin that day. You weren't here that day. I told him, he said they double team. I said, shit, I'm getting double too. It's the difference. Because I know that in the game. That's why I'm like, I'm going to get double. Yeah, like, I'm going to get trapped in pick and rolls. Double, double me. Y'all better double me or he getting ate up. So, they, so now they're on alert. The back line is ready. This and that. Because I want to see in real time what's going on. Because you got to remember, if you really think about 
the real game. You got to remember, there's a real game, and then there's everything leading up to it. If we work out here and we have this rule, no doubling, right? Training camp comes. There ain't no doubling. We're just playing, putting in our plays, putting in our defense, getting ready. In practice, we're not doubling each other. No one's doubling. So the first time they're going to see a double, it's in the game in real they don't time. Know how to react to and it. once you get hit with it, you don't know how to react. Why so you half your game is done. Just throwing the ball out of yeah. bounds. Don't know, like. Because it's the first time you're seeing it in real time. They double, you know. Like, oh. Like a lot now. of people, when they in the post, like a big in the post, a guard in the post, they never been doubled. They don't know how to get out of a trap, mm -hmm. find the right guy they don't know. So you have to put, so you have to be, a, you have to be, a, you have to understand and realize I need to, this summer, I need to really challenge myself in this. So if I'm gonna ever be working on one on one moves, I need to have two defenders on me. That's what I'm gonna see in real life. So now I know, now I can, I can really work on how traps come, how fast he comes. Mm -hmm. So this man's coming from the top, and I always passed it, but there's a gap here. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Yeah. So now you get to look at the game like that because you you get to really process it. Like I'm looking at the back line. The guy guarding yeah. me, I don't even pay him no mind. I'm looking at, yeah. I know the big coming every time. I know this guy's sinking down like the rotation. I look at the next guy's in line. That's how I know to find my shooter in the corner, might throw a lob. The guy in front of me, I'm just, you just there. Perfect day for me, my first day when I got here, because I'm playing in Miami, it's not like length guys. I'm not playing KD at the four, DeAndre Jordan, and meet you at the rim. So my first day, I had like six turnovers. I'm like, shit. It's my first time playing against NBA length again. So I had to reconstruction my brain to realize what it's going to be like. But you know, now the NBA is so much spacing, bro. Like, you put this guy out there in the NBA now, you just switch it one through five, and you tell him, guard me on the island, it's a field day. When you first came in, you were getting your ass chucked. It's a real four, it's a real five. And you had one shooter out there. He was a lockdown defender and he was a shooter. Now, your best defender can't even get on the floor sometimes. Because if you can't make a spot up three, we don't need him. I'm just going to run and pick a roll, get him off me, and now he's guarding the worst player on the floor. What is the point of having him? So now you see guys, we had Isaiah Thomas and Ishmael at the backcourt one time this year. Because it's about putting your best scores out of your best one-on-one -on -one players and not about a team game really no more. And that right there is kind of killing some of the nuances of the game. The NBA game is sort of like boxing. There's different styles. There's different fighters. But right now, everyone kind of has a similar style, so it becomes very predictable for the viewer. This is something that the NBA is going to really have to work on, and I believe they're going to have to adjust some of the rules so they can bring back some of the nuances of the game as far as styles. Because the viewer right now is just seeing the same thing being done over and over and over. Pick and roll, get a mismatch and let's shoot a three or just go for a one-on-one -on -one ISO layup. The game is too predictable right now. That's probably the reasons for some of the ratings. No, like, yeah, I, but that's like, that's like me. I'm looking at the shit like, shit, I wish it was like this when I came in 2010. Yeah. But it wasn't, it's just the game has involved. So now you see these young guys, they talented, don't get me wrong. It's just, a, it's easier for them now. It's like you put an MVP D Rose in there, that's my rookie year. You put him in NBA now, you're like, what the f you gonna do with him? Yeah, but, th but that's, but that's, what people got to understand about the game, too. You got to remember, this generation was looking at me and Iverson. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at that point, they don't have, you know, in their minds, AI's not a two-guard. No. I got to learn how to... No, he's a point guard. He's coming down. He's going to shake you. So they coming down, working on shakes. So now when this new guard... So they're watching a the guard do it. They're perfecting... They're perfecting this old style. So when they come in, it's a whole new style. Now, the, the, the Mikey Williams, the Bronny Juniors, look who they're watching. So 
The kids who's wearing zero now, they don't know Gilbert. They know Westbrook. Westbrook knows Gilbert. That's why Westbrook wears it. I know Gilbert. <laughs> They're wearing it because him. But he's the, the, the new way that's going to pass it on to yeah, the Yeah, every crop of the new generation, just every crop of them that comes in, they pretty much were able to imitate the older generation and have more freestyle abilities to master and perfect different moves that the older guys did. Now, a lot of players in the league right now, they're pretty much imitations, especially Stephen Curry, the imitations of Gilbert Arenas, of what he was doing. Because nobody was shooting clutch threes like that, especially just pulling up and shooting threes. Gilbert Arenas was that archetype. And especially with the crossover, that's all Allen Iverson right there. So every generation now, they imitate basically what's going on in the league. And by the time they come in, they have more flexibility of working on different moves while coming up to AAU or just high school ball, etc. And by the time they come into the league, they're some sort of new hybrid of what the previous guys were doing. Like I said, right now with Stephen Curry just pulling up, Trey Young pulling up, they watch Gilbert Arenas. Of course, Trey Young, he's one of the new Stephen Curry babies. But Stephen Curry... Basically, he's a Gilbert Arenas clone. He saw what Gilbert Arenas was doing when he was young, pulling up from three, hitting all those clutch shots, and he comes into the league. Now, he could pull up from even further away because he was practicing on that since he was, like, like probably preteen all the way through high school, all the way through college. So, a lot of these guys, just like Gilbert Arenas said, Westbrook, seen Al Iverson, he's seen what, you know, Gilbert Arenas was doing. All these guys are just imitations, and every generation comes in the league. They kind of change the trajectory of the league. And it'll be very interesting to see the next couple of years, the new generation of guys that are coming into the league, are they still going to be pulling up from as far away? Or what new nuances they added to their game that they could bring into the league that the league has never seen before? 2.0, so there's kids that's building their games and understand, okay, this wall, blah, blah. You know, and that's so the next group of guards is going to be a whole nother generation of <laughs> new things. Passing the so that's what I said. It's, it's you're passing the torch without yeah. even people really don't know they passing the torch, but they are because those kids are watching that. The shit. kids are watching. Like I watching. told you, I used to watch him play, and then the injury happened. He's like, damn. But so when I got drafted, I'm like, what the f <laughs> the hell gonna happen here? There's only one thing can happen. Now, Gilbert Arenas and John Wall are going to touch base on how it was when John Wall first got drafted and came onto the team what adjustments Gilbert Arenas had to make. And Gilbert Arenas also touches base on something that we as viewers don't really know that goes on within the players. It's a lot of politics, especially when a team drafts a guy very high in the first round. He's basically the future, and the vets, they shouldn't try fighting the future because at the end of the day, the new guy is the brand new investment. But Gilbert Arenas is going to touch base how him and John Wall was an actual fit, and He's pretty much going against the grain or the notion that there was going to bump heads. Then you when I came in, I'm just like, what the f*** going to go happen? Yeah, yeah see, like, and, and I think that was, I think that was the whole thing that people thought, like, oh, he's coming in, he's a point guard, he's a point guard. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm an assassin. I'm an assassin. He's a point guard with vision. Give him the ball, he going to find me. I don't, I don't need to, like, I I, you know, I play with Larry. I play with, you know, I don't, you, I have different games. So, you know what I mean? So if you really took a look at the game, I didn't I didn't need to dribble and all that. Just one, two, quick, 
pull up, come up, curl, back door. Up. Cool. You know what I mean? So it's it's his ball. And let him, like, I already watched him in the summer. I already watched him coming into college. Like, his vision and what he was coming in with was for the rest of the group. Because you got to remember, me, I'm there. I'm looking, I'm trying to, I'm, I don't, I don't have time to worry about if you got four shots or you got, that ain't my, I'm, He's weak just back all there. that off him. Like, yeah, it's, it's, you gotta think, if you're a scoring point guard like he was, I'm not worried about getting y'all involved. I'm trying to get my shit. So when I came, it's like, okay, now I get my more shots, and I got to control get the ball. Yeah, he's going to get his regardless. Yeah, you remember, there was the point where, it was, where they had you at the one, you, you at the one, me and Kirk Heinrich. Yeah. It was all three of us. You got three point guards playing the one, two, three. Because we didn't, we didn't affect each other's realm. You got to remember? Now, this is very interesting because, of course, you already know how the media is. They love to pin guys against each other and create these storylines, especially with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Even though there was never a beef, they had to eventually just talk it out and even question each other, even though they had no situation with each other. They even had to question each other. Was there even a real beef the way the media was talking? And of course, these three guys, they pretty much all did fit. Kirk Heinrich, he was sort of a role player. He understood his role very well. He did not get in other guys' way. Gilbert Arenas had a skill set that John Wall didn't have and that was shooting jumpers and scoring like an assassin. Like he said, John Wall was a guy that had a lot of vision. He could penetrate and create for guys. So they did fit. Uh, Kirk knew how to play without the ball because he played with Duhon and, and Gordon and all that. So he knew how to, so I knew how to jump in and out. So let the young boy have it and we'll feed off of him. You know, and that's how that worked. That's why there was never the clash. I, I, I gave that shit up, hey bro, this your team. Here's the keys. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> I let that. I let that be known. As soon as he came, it was like, you know what? This your team. You the keys. You the future. I'm just. I'm just waiting. Waiting around until they. 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 They, they decide to move me and see what they're gonna do. I'm not even gonna. We're not even gonna sit here and do this battle of young versus the old. Nah, 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 nah. I already. I've seen that. I've seen that in history already. I know, I know how that play out. <laughs> I know how that play out, and it's not in my favor. So well, you weren't that so, old. No, no, but I but he's drafted for a reason. He's the number one pick. He's the number one player in the country. Injury got the black cloud on me. I can't beat this. There's no, there's there's no matter if if I do outwork him and beat him in practice, that's not the point of it. He's the future. The future has to play, period. The future has to learn how to develop, period. So I'm not going to stand in that way. I'm not going to stand in the way. If I want to be... Yeah, it's very interesting right there because we've seen a lot of players butt heads because of this. But Gil Arenas, he's a very smart dude, man. He understands because once a franchise invests in a top pick like that, you already know how that goes. Especially around the time that it happened, Gil Arenas already had three surgeries on one knee when it's pretty much shown that it was pretty much a botched injury, especially the recovery, everything was botched. To do three surgeries in one year and just one knee, it wasn't a good sign, and there was no real reason to fight it. And he already got it. He already got his big deal, his big six-year contract. There was no reason to fight it. Survive in the future. I got to let the future come. So here you go. Here's the keys. If you want to know how the car work, ask me. But it's best you learn and find out for yourself. And... We'll be, we'll be here when you need us. 
That's why I like me and Kirk. We're the vets. And it's like, no, young boy's leader. We had a great time. Like, <laughs> you know, it, was, it, was, it, was easy. it was easy for me. Is that what you expected, though? I didn't know what the hell is expect. <laughs> to be realistic, I'm number one pick, you know, like, in my mindset, like, you know, being like, he can tell you. Yeah, I'm being like, number one high school player, I'm going to college. I'm like, yo, I'm playing with other All-Americans. I'm like, yo, I'm going to be talked about a lot. I'm not bigger and better than none of y'all. We all going to make this shit work. You see what I'm saying? That's how I went into my shit in college. It was easier for me because I knew DeMarcus since he was 14. So he already knew, like, I'm like, yo, I'm going to be talked about, yes, I'm the main guy, but I can't do this shit without y'all. So I went into it, like, I'm just trying to figure out and, and watch how they work. And I had great vets. I couldn't ask for nothing more. Because most times you go in that situation, you be like, damn, he could have been an asshole. He could have said, enough that I still am who I am. You gonna sit your ass over there? It's my team. He didn't do that. And it made it cool. But bro, we was having fun. We won't win it for shit, but we had fun. <laughs> but but that was the whole thing. It was like, you know, before I'm out of here, I gotta I gotta leave him with something. If it's confidence, if it's understanding, it's it's something. Like, and I told him, I said, listen, what's going on with me and the Wizards in our past has nothing to do with you. So I'm not going to take this on you. Whatever you need, let me know. Shoes, whatever you know, let me know. This is this is different between us. And that's so, what they wanted, though. A lot of yeah. people wanted they, they, they me want to the fall clash. into what the past was. But that ain't, you know what the f going on, I'm 19. And that's exactly what they wanted because that actually played out with, with uh, Bradley Beal and John Wall. The media was trying to create a, a rift between those two, and there was no rift. Just cruising through. I said, it's easy for me for the bet. Like, nah, 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 no, no. That's not how. That's not how the game is played. That's not how it's supposed to be passed. It's not how it's ran. So, no, this is your team. Run it how you're gonna run it. Run it how you're gonna see it. You gotta remember, you you are a point guard. You have vision. You have to see us in your vision. You can't see it in my vision. I am not the point guard anymore, <laughs> so it's not gonna go the way I was playing it. It's your system. We're gonna fit into it. Now, bro, if someone yeah. gives you problems, let me know. How many plays we had, bro? We had like 200 plays. <laughs> 200. I was losing my damn mind my rookie year. Oh my God, we yeah. had so many plays. I'm like, this is cannot. Three hour practice, then you got all these plays. I said, there's no way. And, and it's me, it's like, yo, <laughs> mentally, you try to figure out how to condense them. <laughs> it's like, I got yeah. it. I'm getting, I'm running. We had plays for the four and plays for the two. That was most of our plays. We had the old Minnesota playbook. Mm -hmm. Like, the we were at KJ. I'm like, yo, here go his, here go Blatch. Everybody <laughs> else, you got to figure yeah, out how to And I'm sitting there trying to tell them, like, yo, you got to figure out how to condense it for yourself. Like, you know, you, like, yeah, it's built for this and this, but you're, you're the lead dog. So don't worry about, like, trying to make us happy as, you know, as veterans. Yeah. You know, like, I know you're the you know, point guard and you're trying to make us happy, but you still have to come into this with your own style. Like, our, our job was to basically just make it easy. So he's playing, gotta remember, the number one pick, he has an ability. You have to let the ability play itself yeah. out. So, you know, the structure of what black and white is, you can't allow it to happen. So you have to really sit there and play. We're playing chess. You know, we're, we're playing chess with the game. You know, we're, we're sitting there watching. Like, yo, uh, like, he, he goes left, and he can he can see that pass. So yo, I go left, I'm going to see you in that yeah, right so he can. I said, so when he goes left, he can see that pass, so you don't need to float up. You know, so he's gonna, he can make that deep pass. I can't make that. He can make that. So don't, you don't need to, you don't need to float 
on that because he can see you right there. Like if you see the yeah. day I ran a pick and roll today and I threw a pass, I'm telling Bonga stay corner. Mm -hmm. Like there's no need to lift up. But like he hasn't played with me a lot. <laughs> so like, even TB like how the fuck pass him? I'm like I can score, but I, I pass too. I mean like his job is to get a fucking bucket. If I pass, maybe because I couldn't get a shot off or you just wide open, got no choice. My job is I got, I got to get guys the ball on my team. A lot of guys can't score, you know what I mean? So my job is create for yourself and then create for others. So once again, Gilbert Arenas touches base on having older vets around, especially when younger guys are just first adapting to the league. So they can help the younger guys game transition better into the league while still maintaining their own style of play. And that's where we was wrapping it back to where the old, the the, the old mindsets, the, the veterans, the, the players who played at a high level needs to be around so they can understand, so they can understand the new and then give the information back. You know what I mean? Like, because like, if I didn't, if I didn't, if me and Kurt wasn't there when he was trying to process this new information, his natural, his natural instinct would have been changed. It would have been changed to float up, making making a pass that he wasn't, it wasn't a natural thing for him. So by- And this is something that we see in the league right now. The league is so young. We've seen certain guys come into the league average about 18, 19 points per game. And then they never really go past that. We don't see them improve year by year. It's because they're still transitioning their game into the NBA's pace and style of play. But like Gilberina said, if had they had a veteran, they can help them understand that they don't have to change their game. They can help them translate some of the information that they're receiving. Because Gilberina said before that all the players are sort of like their own algorithms. They're receiving information, especially when they first come into the league nonstop. And they're sort of transitioning their games according to that information. Some of them don't know how to interpret. That's why we've seen certain guys come into the league, like I said, averaging 18, 19 points per game, but they never really go past that. And then they start regressing. It's because the way they're interpreting things, they're changing their game too much when they really don't have to. But had they had a veteran, they could further explain some of the new defenses that they're seeing, some of the new transitions that they're seeing to help them transition their own game according to the NBA style. It's very interesting right here what, what Gilbert Arenas is talking about. Kirk being there, like, no, 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 stay pocket, stay down, reject reject our teaching <laughs> and go back down because that, that wasn't his teaching. So we're adapting to his natural ability so it's a normal game for him. You know what I mean? And that's what veterans are supposed to do. Make it, you're not in competition with the, <laughs> you're not in competition with the young. They're, they're coming no matter what you do. Your job is to make the process easier. And it's interesting he says that the vets are not in competition with the young. They're coming no matter what you do. And I'm gonna bring this back to something that Kobe Bryant did. I believe in the season which they won the championship, but early in the playoffs, they had a battle against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it was said that Kobe had stayed at the end of the press conference with Westbrook and Durant. And he looked at them two, and he sort of gave them a look like, damn, those two motherfuckers are coming. He knew it, that at some point down the line that those two guys were gonna be an issue because 
They gave the Lakers, even though the Lakers won the championship that year, they were young as hell, and they gave the Lakers a lot of issues. I believe that was in the first round or second round. And it's funny because the next season, those two same guys had eliminated a very great Spurs team. The Spurs, low-key, they were one of the best teams that following season in 2011. And they were going to give the Miami Heat a run for their money, especially that was, the, I believe, LeBron's first championship, the 2011-2012 season. And OKC came out of nowhere and gave the Spurs a beating in the playoffs. Your survival is how nice were you to the future? <laughs> that's, that's how. So when that's another story. Yeah, yeah. So look, when 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 you on your last legs and they talking about, hey, we about to get this, and young boy like, nah, I want, I want my vet. There we go. That's those those three months of talking. God, yeah, you're another contract. <laughs> you know? I'm good. Versus like, yo, we're going to put him back in. Now, is this not like, nah. Ooh. It's him or me. He pulled that card. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me pack my bags. You know what I mean? But you got to have vets. Like, like he said, they don't know. If I ain't have a vet, they're going to teach me to make classes in certain places I want people to be. Well, I'm not used to. Like, even when I was in college, Kyle let me. I'm like, Kyle, let me. Like, certain places, I know where I want guys at. I know what I'm doing. When I push the pace, God's going to... Like, now you can't do this shit because everybody's spaced on the perimeter now. Like, now they tell us to get to the up high and boxes and then corners. And it's one-on-one -on -one basketball. Yep. So a lot of times when you drive, you think a guy supposed to be where they supposed to be in the old NBA, they're not there. Because they don't used to be on the perimeter. So you don't have a lot of guys cutting, none of that shit. Yeah, you know what's so funny? <laughs> it was the... It was the... That's a major problem in the league, even with the mega superstars. Guys are not playing off ball. It's very, it's very, very off-putting because you see this when teams are down. That's why it's hard for certain teams to come back, especially even though they have superstars like James Harden or even LeBron James does it. They just don't play when they don't have the ball in their hands. There's no cutting. There's no nothing. And finally, John Wall asked a very good question to Gilbert Arenas about his mindset on taking last-minute shots. And Gilbert Arenas expanded on how when you bring a lot of different skill sets to your offensive game, it kind of opens you up to having it easier to take those last minute shots because you have a plethora of options, especially when you take it to the hole. Guys are kind of backing off of you because they think you're going to get to the line and you, you shoot a high percentage of free throws. So guys are kind of scared of that, too. So it opens up the lane for you to take these high percentage three point shots, especially when you've been improving it year after year after year. Only one question I really got is, what was your mindset when it's like game-winning shot? Like, what shot did you want to get? You know, like most guys in game-winning shot, they always try to get to the rim. You know what I mean? They, or they want jump shot. I want to know what your mindset was and what you thought in, in game situations. So, <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a good question because the mindset for the game-winning all depended on what reps were there, What's their tendencies? What did I do during that game? Right? Because you know, if you got if you got a ref that wants you to finish the play versus his whistle, if you drive and there's contact, he won't call it. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a if there's a ref who 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 favors you and it's Somebody a tight game, driving. you're down one, you know, you can drive and ah. 
and get that that and one of the easy basket. You know, how many fouls does this guy have versus that back line? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, so what kind of defender is he? If he's on his back heel, he's on his front heel, you know what I mean? So you, you're really trying to, so you're, but it's being processed before I even get to that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you watching the game, you watching the game back and forth, one and one, one and one, we go, well, you know, time ticking down. So, you know, at some point, okay, this is going to go down to a last shot. Let me process the, you know, the field, like, like as many game winning shots that the TV shows you. Mm -hmm. I spent more of my time game winning free throws and game winning layups. See, the, the layups and the free throws opens up the three. Yeah, for sure, facts. So when people are like, yo, how, how does he keep, y'all know what he's gonna do? No, mm. that's the problem. You don't. You're watching it on the TV because that's the highlight they're showing you. The last three games, I got to the bucket, got the free throw, had to win it at the free throw line, got this layup, and they're watching this, so he's already in backpedal. I got you now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's 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 situational, but you gotta remember you have to plan for all of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's you have smart. to plan for all That's of it. Smart. So it, it ain't the same thing as all right, you know, I'm down to I am I'm just going to shoot this three. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? And, and that. that's what it said. It's not already, already pre-designed on what you're going to do it. It's developing, it's developing as you go. Smart. So you got to understand the refs in that moment versus that defender. Yeah. You, you have to understand it all, you know, because you know, the refs are technically the most important because they're going to dictate what you actually decide to do. If you know they've been blowing that thing for you, oh, yeah. To the rim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if not, shoot that <laughs> jump shot. That's smart, though. I, I never I never knew that. I asked a lot of people, and they never could give an answer like that. Because their mindset is shit. I don't get called and I go to the rim, so I'm going to shoot a jump shot. But like you said, if you got a rep on your side, shoot a jump shot for it. It is what it is. Hopefully, for John Wall, he did improve on his jump shooting, especially with the game, the way it's changed now. It's become a very emphasized three-point league. I hope that he hasn't lost his first step and he adds a few different nuances to his game. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with his play with the Wizards because they definitely traded away some key pieces that they had to clear up some cap space and Otto Porter Jr. And they got nothing back for it. Same thing for Kelly Oubre. They got nothing back for these guys. So a lot is going to be on the shoulders of John Wall and Bradley Beal. It's good to see John Wall healthy. And I wish them the best of luck this season. Until next time, you guys stay safe. Peace.